Hello, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast. I still have to stop myself from saying the other other podcast that I no longer do. Ah, sad moment. With me, as always, this week and every week are two really just astonishing, almost Pluto flyby cool co-hosts. Um, well, for, first off, I'm going to introduce, because she was just telling about Labyrinth, and I like Labyrinth, so Anne Stickney, what are you up to besides telling me stories about Labyrinth? It feels like we just spoke for a lengthy period of time. Not long ago. It feels like it was just yesterday. <laughs> well, our trouble seems so far away. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, hi. Um, hi. What have I been up to? Not a whole lot. I'm finally like getting somewhere with shipyard missions, and I feel really accomplished about this. Like I'm not destroying my ships every time I send them out somewhere. <laughs> You're gonna fail one mission. It's gonna set you back weeks. It's gonna it's gonna sink Look all of my epic ships. I just know it. Like all of my epic ships, I have to be like extra careful and make sure I only send them on missions that are 100 percent because I don't want to lose them because they're epic. Yeah, I did that. I blew up my epic transport and my epic battleship, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm not coming back to this table for a few days. I need that for my sanity." Yeah, you're going to get a mission with a veteran captain that you can't counter, and you're going to have, like, 98% chance of completion. You're going to fail and lose everything, because that's the shipyard. Uh, uh, also with us this week, bumming us both out. An incredible <laughs> cynic. Alex, Alex Seabart. <laughs> Hi, so, um, I, I just really don't like the shipyard. Uh, Tanan Jungle, Aces, shipyard, piece of crap. I, I I get what they were going for. You just tell it for. like it is, Alex. <laughs> I get what they were going for with the shipyard, but I think they kind of they they forgot something that WoW is known for like over a decade that it's not fun to lose your stuff. I mean, I don't I don't mind failing missions. Like that's okay. I failed missions, my garrison missions, and like okay, no problem. I failed. I don't get my prize. No big deal. But destroying the ships, which are expensive, take a lot of time to level them up cost like all of your garrison resources which you could be using for better things it's a feature that's telling me they don't value the time i actually invested into this expansion now they are in the in the patch that's on the ptr right now they are changing a bunch of the um like i think they're upping the experience that you get for most of the missions and they're doing stuff with the rewards they're actually trying to they're they're doing stuff to try and make it more appealing which i appreciate you want to make it more appealing straight up stop blowing my my ships ships up yeah 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 as long as i can lose the ships that ate up thousands of garrison resources and like every mission that has something decent takes 18 hours like until they fix that i don't i just don't care yeah, when you lose a ship, especially if you lose an epic ship and then you have to replace it, that's half an hour per ship you lost just to build a new ship. And then you can end up with a green. And it's like, okay, so now I have to level this ship all the way back up to epic. And at any moment, you could destroy this ship. It's, it's just, yeah. I wouldn't, they, be, I wouldn't be unhappy if they came back damaged and you had to repair them before you could send them out again. Yeah, there's just stuff like when it levels from you know green to blue or blue to purple, it instead of getting an actual useful piece of equipment, it'll get something like uh, increased chance of success if on a mission with a submarine, which is useless because the actual hard missions require so many counters you need actual equipment. And just, oh, increased chance of the sub. It, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. It wastes my time. Stop it. 
Ah, we could probably just have an entire podcast of Alex talking about this and the rest of us going to get drinks. Someday I'll do that. I'll just set Alex off on on boats and then I'll leave. No one will know him. Alex, tell us about the shipyard that we just like take five minutes. (laughs) I love Tanan. It's awesome. It's like a great place. The shipyard part of this patch can go to hell. Yeah. So, all right. That probably, I think for once we're going to move straight to emails then because our first email kind of touches on that in a way and it it means that Alex will get to talk more about that. So um, this one is from, I believe, Dreaming from Nezingwary from the Magnanimous Guild of the Q. So I think you'll find it's Dreamong. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with Dreaming until I'm told otherwise by the person who sent the email. <laughs> okay. Hi, Blizzard Watchers. I have a question for each of you. So we're going to ask these questions individually since they're for each of us. How fun. Uh, first one. Alex, you used to hate the Timeless Isle with an, with an utmost passion, but That's now you true. love that. Well, wait till the question's done, then you can say that. <laughs> But now you love that style, including the Tanan Jungle. What inspired the change? Alex? Uh, I don't think I ever hated Time of Style. Like, maybe this is another Alex's Adam thing. Um, I just... There was a point in Miss Pandaria where I was just burned out on the expansion. So I never actually went to Time of Style until maybe a month or two before Warlords. Like, I just didn't want to do anything. But once I actually went there and was refreshed on WoW... I mean, I love the place. I mean, just going around, killing stuff, fighting rares, collecting things. You know, objective-based sandboxes are my favorite thing. So, as you can see, Alex never didn't like it. So, there you go. Uh, Next up is from Anne. From the leveling stream, which of your hunter pets do you have the strongest connection to, or which will you miss the most when transitioning back to your rogue when you hit 100 and stop the leveling stream? Uh, And are you sad that Rossi is no longer playing his monk? No, I'm not sad that Rossi is no longer playing his monk because now Rossi is happy and we like Rossi being happy on the stream. Um, and we can also do damage instead of Keg ruining everything. Yeah, yeah, I can actually, like, I have a reason to cast Steady Shot now. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I want to <laughs> let you actually... I, never, I didn't know what that button did until, like, we hit Maradon because I never... The cast was too long. By the time that cast got off, the mob was dead. dead. Yeah. It was a keg. Um, me, I want to let you answer this, but let me tell a really quick story. I've been leveling the monk solo just because. I am one-shotting whole pools in dungeons with keg. At level 64. I almost soloed Blood Furnace the other day. Like the the other party was there, but they weren't doing anything. They were like just standing around. The rogue would go off and sap things like, that were nowhere near where I was pulling. So, keg is even more ridiculous later on. So go ahead and talk about the hunter pets thing because I'm actually curious. Hunter pets thing. Um, I don't think I really have like a connection to any of my pets. I know that I really love moisture, and I <laughs> and that's because it really makes Alex mad. <laughs> It's a, it's a disgusting word. He hates the word. And then I really love brunch because I had a lot of fun getting that pet. <laughs> well, you must like your new wolf that we tamed for you. Chad. Chad Chad is probably going to be interesting. I don't know yet, though. Chad. I, I just want you to keep Chad around so I can yell at him a lot. Yeah, well, there's Chad and then there's Chadwick. So they're both there. We'll Chad, see. stop being such a Chad. We'll see. We'll see what happens on this week's stream. Oh, all right. I'm sure so it's going to be awful. We're in Hellfire Peninsula now. Hellfire Peninsula, where dreams go to die. All right. Next one is for Should me. Should I read the question? That's for you. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Matt, when are you going to write a Warcraft novel? 
if you could write about anything in the Warcraft universe, what would you write about? I don't know why you're asking me this one and not Anne, because I think Anne is probably way better suited to write a Warcraft novel than I am. Uh, I'd write one if someone at Blizzard said, hey, would you like to write a Warcraft novel? I'd be like, yes, because I like money. I will happily write your Warcraft novel. Uh, if I were to write about anything in the Warcraft universe, I would write about uh, the Draenei. I would straight up write a book that's all Draenei from the Draenei perspective. Well, not all Draenei. There'd be other people in it. But I would definitely want to write something with the Draenei, especially after Warlords, where they've we've established this whole culture and what they were like. So that's I what I would write wanna, about. I kind of want to go back and like revise and expand the backstory that I wrote for Left and Right into an actual short story and then throw it up somewhere so people can read it. Just because. I, yeah. No I reason think that'd not be to. Fun. Well, Rathion's in it too, and Rathion's really entertaining. I mean, the only fan fiction I've got like out there right now is Dragon Age stuff, and that doesn't mix with Warcraft usually. No, not really. But they have blood magic, and Warcraft kind of has blood magic, although it's incredibly ill-defined in Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next email is from... Athazar? Am I saying that right? Do you guys think? Sure. I'm going to go with Athazar. Go I don't see an, yeah, I don't see an L. I have, an, I have a somewhat nasal accent because I'm from New England, so that's just going to have to be how it goes. Uh, good morning, Watchers. It is I, Athazar, Master Magus of the Arcane from Cairn, U.S. Horde. I had an idea about the WoW trial accounts, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. What if Blizzard were to change the level cap to include all vanilla content? It's been eight years since the original game received its expansion, and we have been gr- growing further from it ever since. I think it could breathe a new, li- a, a nice little breath of life back into the old content again. New players could experience more of what the game has to offer, even up to vanilla raids, giving them a real taste of what this game can be. Some restrictions should still be in place, like a gold cap and only being able to use ground mounts so they don't give away too much game for for free. I don't believe it would lose too much in too much subs because I think that the real appeal is getting to max level and seeing all the newest additions to the game. That being said, I would also love to stop XP at 60 and raid vanilla content with friends and pick up trial accounts. Uh, so what are your thoughts in any way something like that could really work for Blizzard without being a negative uh, move? Thanks for all the great show every week, and I hope to meet you, the Blizzard Watch crew at BlizzCon this year. I'm finally going for the first time to our first guild meetup. Shout out to Dirty Little Horde. Uh... Either you have an opinion first? Um, I, I forgot what's even included in the trial, so I was Googling it real quick. I think it's level 20, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's 20. So. I know it's 20 only because I used a trial account once, like a year or so ago. I honestly, um, after having played through 1 to 60 on the leveling stream, I don't see why they couldn't make it higher. I don't see why there would be a problem with making it higher. Maybe not all the way to 60, because once you hit 58, you could you can go to Outland, theoretically. So maybe if they made the cutoff at 40 or 50. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I understand, you know, around Cataclysm Era, which is, what, four or five years ago now? I can yeah. understand lower, because all that stuff, 1 through 60, was brand new again. But it's old again so why not <laughs> yeah so the, the, my only my concern about this is twofold one i've seen a five a five man group run molten core at 60 and stomp it and it's i've been noticing this there's some really weird wait, artifacts wait wait you've seen people run molten core as a five man group and stomp it at level 60 so 
why aren't we doing that on this week's leveling stream? They were all death knights. Oh, okay. Well, that would be why. Okay. Carry uh, on. Basically, um, the weird thing about, like, leveling is strange right now. And there's lots of weird artifacts in leveling that you don't know about until you run into them. Here's one example. And it's a Hellfire Peninsula example. A lot of the Hellfire Peninsula stuff is real easy to do right now. Like, it just blows up. Then you come to the quest where you have to go avenge jewels and kill fell orcs and get their fell spirits. They are so buggy. Oh first my off, gosh, they're first awful. Off, first off, they take way too much damage. Like, I, I brought my ridiculously overpowered monk who is one-shotting almost everything else he runs into, and I had to work like a fiend to kill one of them. For some reason, they only take 10% damage yeah that's it they just take 10 percent of your normal there's damage. no explanation it's just a bug that everybody has known about for years and they haven't fixed it takes so long to kill them that you will have to drop the 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 device to collect souls with every single time you pull because so it will take to that do long this to kill. on the live stream because the last time we did something that was really broken on the live stream they hot fixed it the next week <laughs> it's possible people won't notice because i think i'm not sure I think they only take 10% physical damage, but ma magic damage well, does not no, have a problem. I was using uh, Chi Strike, I mean the Chi Blast. That's, that's magic damage, and then nope, nothing. Uh, I did this on my Hunter a while ago, and the only way I could kill it was using, I think, Arcane Shot? I had to use Keg Smash to do it, and Keg Smash was what was doing the damage. But it, it was just literally that, that these kind of things pop up, and they and when they pop up, that's gonna if you're on a trial account and you're just experiencing the game for the first time, that quest is gonna break you. Because you will have no idea. The only reason I got through it is because I have been playing this game for like twelve years. I mean, you know, eleven because it's been eleven. And I, I said to myself, okay, I'm gonna have to manage my pulls. I'm gonna have to drop this thing every single time so that it makes sure it's up. So because one one of the things that happened to me was I finally managed to kill one of them, and the the thing vanished, so I didn't get a fell spirit. Oh, it's like oh you you've got to be kidding me. Yep. So quests like that, you know, I I can't recommend people getting too high level until I know that all bugs like that are stomped out, because that's the kind of thing that you know if you're just experiencing the game for the first time that'll break you. That'll straight up break you. Yeah, they made one to twenty pretty nice because that's pretty much like most of the intro and a little bit of the starting zone for every race. Yeah. And the only ones that really haven't been touched or weren't touched were Blood, Blood Elves and Draenei. Blood Elves and Draenei, I mean, it, it's feel, but they it were, feels they were old okay. now. Yeah, but yeah. they were okay back then. They're yeah. still okay. And it, the Blood Elf one has been changed a little. Like, there's little tweaks to it. There's little to tweaks just, to the Draenei one, too. So, uh, I, I ultimately, I, I think they could expand it, but I, I would be leery of letting them get to Outland. I really would. I would or not want to. Could just fix this stuff. Yeah, yeah that would that'd be nice be great. too. Yeah, that would be nice too. I mean, that, this, that quest this, should not be. These if, bugged orcs. I mean, people have known about this for a long time. Like WoW had comments have been like for multiple patches. Been like, yep, this is bugged. <laughs> I'll tell you, we're doing that quest today. I was like, what is happening? I've been killing everything in the zone. Like, I'm like the Black Death. I'm I'm literally the destroyer of worlds. Why am I having so much trouble with this one orc? I'm pretty I, sure I went off about this exact same quest a couple months ago. Probably did. <laughs> I was leveling my hunters. Like, Hellfire Peninsula is so buggy, and Zangermarsh has some crap going on, too. Zangermarsh yeah. is the only zone in the game where you can't pick 
the herbs if you have low herbalism. You know that every other zone in the buying. game, you pick it, you get fe- you get like petals or whatever to combine. Do you remember Zanger Marsh? You just can't do it. You remember the last time we were leveling and I was playing my monk? Uh, the, I think we were in Fellwood going to Winterspring. Yeah. Yeah. Thorium nodes and rich thorium nodes. I couldn't mine rich thorium nodes. Huh. It, it said you to your level is too low. I could mine thorium nodes, but not rich ones. Weird. I, yeah, I, that happened, and I just I just blew it off because, quite frankly, I didn't have time to get that many rich thorium nodes with Fox around. <laughs> Whatever, let him have them. I don't care. I'm not going to be playing this guy much longer, so. That turned out I missed Keg too much. But yeah, I, I think basically we're all kind of in agreement that they could definitely le- they could raise the level to a degree. I certainly think that they could probably raise it to like at least 40. I let was going to say, 40 over. or 50, they'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah, let people But they get... do need to adjust things. Well, what level is Ground Mounts now? 20? 20. For the first one? 20 for the okay. first well, one, then... and I think, isn't it... Epic isn't is 40. It, is Epic 40 or 50? Epic is 40, because I remember 40. when we got, we got 40, and I got my Epic Mount that time. Okay, that day. So, so, so do the cutoff at level 40 when you get the Epic Mount. That seems to be a good spot to stop. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, well, let them get their first mount, but that's 20. That's how far you can go. So. Yeah. I'd say let them get their, their upgraded mount. Let them yeah. go to 40. Next one, um, our next email is from someone I believe is named Nexo, because I don't think they can pronounce that too many different ways. Uh, Frost Knight from Cargath U- Frost Death Knight from Cargath US. Uh. Hail, Hail Watchers. I have a question about the Burning Legion. When Draenor blew up, Outland was sucked into the Twisting Nether. Blizzard recently dropped a, a lore bomb on us through Twitter. We just saying talked all, about this. I, I know. <laughs> saying that all demons will be revived in the Nether no matter what, and there were only one of each main demon in all the universes. We slaughtered many demons, including Kazak, Sakrathar, and others in Outland, so they should be permanently dead. While Sakrathar is an alternate version, Kazak reappears in Draenor and seems to be the one we killed in Outland. Along with that, we see Gul'dan re- resurrect Manoroth instead of resummoning him. I feel like this was a way to make us care more about fighting Archimon because people complain that alternate universe characters are not as important. How would you explain this phenomenon? I, I, I picked this one because I wanted to mention the Sakrathar thing. I had forgotten to mention Sakrathar when we talked about it. Sakrathar really messes this whole thing up. Because... Are He's you going to definitely... refer to the lore podcast that's not no. out yet? No, okay. no, 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 I'm referring to the last time we talked about it on this show. Okay. Sakrathar messes everything up. He messes everything up. He absolutely... There's just no way to explain him. He can't be the same guy. So, I don't know what to do with that. Okay. Straight up. Sakrathar messes everything up. Also, I gotta say this, too. We killed all those demons we killed in the nether, didn't we? What, the like, ones in Outland? Yeah, because Outland's in the nether. You would think so, but... I mean, we didn't kill Archimond in the nether because we killed him in the past in Mount Hy... That's... Okay, yeah. Mount Hygel makes my head hurt all of a sudden. I mean, I, I have to wonder... I mean, does Blizzard consider Outland an interesting nether? Because, uh, I mean, this time travel, same legion thing, like, that's that's total garbage nonsense to me, but demons only dying in the nether, I mean, that's been in the game for a long time. Yeah, I know. That's, that's it was pointed out in Ogre Law, where Ogre Law is like, the best we can do is banish them. And if they're saying that in Ogre Law, Outland can't be in the Twisting Nether because they knew you can only kill demons in the Twisting Nether, but they're still saying, well, we can't kill them here. Yeah, that's. but we know it's in the nether because you, you fly, you know, if you fly, if you fly, fly out far enough... Yeah, but 
There is a there's a general chat for the twisting nether out there. Nobody yeah. says anything on it ever. I had a really weird conversation in general chat in the twisting nether where somebody kept telling Yeah, because well, I was flying from Hellfire to uh go up to Tempest Keep, you know, because I was yeah. doing my weekly run for the flaming bird that I wasn't gonna get. And someone said something like, Hello, and I was like, Yeah. Like going for the bird? Yeah. You're not gonna get it. I know. Then why are you doing it? Because I do this every week. Isn't it time you stop? I'm like, do you think that if I stop, it increases your chances of getting the bird? Yeah. Well, it doesn't. That was the conversation. See, right. I used to I used to fly out in the middle of nowhere, and I'd say hello in general chat just to see if anybody else was out there. But there never was. So here's, it was just me talking to myself. Here's my general argument for why I don't think that area being called the Twisting Nether has actu- any actual meaning. It's probably just somebody who is making the game like, oh, I'm going to type Twisting Nether because it's like outer space or whatever. Illidan is hiding from the Burning Legion and holding out. If he's in the Twisting Nether, he would have been screwed from day one. Well, They're still would- using portals to bring demons onto Outland. Like, they have to summon these guys from the Twisting Nether, but if they're already in the Twisting Nether, they don't need to do that. And Illidan wouldn't be hiding. He'd be in their, like, bedroom. I think it's just half in, half out, honestly. I think, like, chunks of it blew into the twisting. Like, it's over. Yeah. It makes sense in my head because I'm looking at it spatially. But I, I can't explain it in words in spatially. And somebody who thought they were cute working at Blizzard decided to name that outer spacey area the Twisting Nether. Oh. Uh, for, my, for me, personally, I think it's basically an outpocketing. Where yeah. the, the twisting nether is surrounding it, and it's basically it's pulled everything that was Draenor into itself, and then folded it inside out, effectively spatially. So it, it's in an out pocket. It's still inside the twisting nether, but so is every other universe. And the twisting, you still have to be summoned from the nether to get into them. It's just a little tiny universe of its own. But at any rate, I don't think we've really. I, I don't think Blizzard is actually worried about. All the possible contradictions of this. I, I mean, don't think they think about it. I mean, didn't and I Chris think stand on stage at BlizzCon and said, "Don't think too hard about this." I mean, I think yeah. the devs or the the writers made admission that like this expansion is nonsense. <laughs> I don't think uh-huh. they even attempted to make it make sense. They don't want it to. Well, they want it to. They want it to make enough sense that you can play it, but they definitely want you but to. It be it's just funny to me because it's like they say, "Oh, don't pay attention to that." And see, when they say that, I think, "Oh, okay." So they're going to be focusing on the warlords and all this other stuff. That they, that's that's the main focus. That's what they want us to be focusing on because they're going to tell us a really good story with all of these guys and and that whole time travel stuff. They weren't really thinking about it too much. They just wanted a vehicle to get these amazing characters back. And that's what I thought up until, you know, we killed them all almost immediately <laughs> See, uh, in the first round of dungeons. Boom, I mean, there goes the Warlords are the Arakoa, obviously. It's just, it, it, it made very little sense to me. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we should move on. I, I, I just want to say this one thing, but then I forgot what it was, so yeah, we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> well done. This one's from Crusader Krogan, who spells it kind of like Krogan from Mass Effect, but with two N's. 
Uh, he's a Torin Paladin of Valeria U.S. Um, greetings, Watchers. With all the thoughts and rumors flying around about 6.2 being specifically the last raid tier of Warlords, and uh, I find myself remembering the interview where one of the developers, whose name escapes me, told some European reporters in an interview that the last boss of Warlords will be Grommash Hellscream. I'm sure you remember... I believe that was Chilton, yeah. I'm sure you remember the one as it came way early before the X-Pack launched. Now, some some may at this point think that was just a deliberate troll on Blizzard's part, Consider this, with the smoke screen they're throwing up by specifically stating last raid tier, what if the launch if they launch patch six point three and we put Grom on trial and ah! the starting soul? No trials. Yes. Trials and, it, and fantasy are always boring and terrible. Oh. Like Garrosh's trial. What happened ends, there? You ran away. And it ends with him being sentenced to death by combat, and you are the executioner. No. Solo boss experiences are usually great fun. I know I loved the end fight of the Green Fire quest, for example. <laughs> And this would give them plenty of opportunity to let us see some of the leadership into the next X-Pack. Remember, they told us that we've been planning ahead since before they even announced Warlords, and it would lead directly into the next X-Pack. Anyhow, what do you guys think? I love the show, and we'll be setting up my Patreon donation as soon as I get home from my vacation. May the light be with you, Crusader Krogan. Well, Crusader Krogan, I think Alex and Anne have already reacted to part of your suggestion. Very I'm just sorry. Saying, uh, but I'm going to let them actually talk in, in length and see what they have to say about it. Um, I guess since Alex interjected first, he should go first. Uh, I mean, tr- anything that has to do with trials and fantasy, fantasy games, fantasy books, it's always horribly boring, and it's never actually resolved with a trial. It gets drawn out, and people run away and find pockets in time and give us Warlords of Draenor. We don't want that. Um, and they fully intended for Grom to be the end boss, I think. And they did. I think they've admitted they changed the story when they saw reactions to this. There was an interview where they specifically said that they went ahead, they decided to change it. Because Grom being the end boss was silly. But yeah. it's all a bit silly anyway. Okay, and anything else to add besides that? No, I just interjected with what I had to say, so. Orcs are silly, silly creatures. Given, spoiler alert, at the cinematic, Grom is like having a party and everybody's cool with it. So I guess we're just ignoring that he tried to commit genocide, whatever. (laughs) I'll say this much. I don't think they're going to do the trial of of Grom Hellstream for a few reasons. The Uh, first being that we just had an entire novel that was the trial of Garage Hellstream. And it was a good novel, and I don't think that they really want to write that novel again. Yeah, well, that's, that's and I don't think one. they would want to put that in the game either, because how would they do that? Yeah, secondly, uh, I, I know that orcs really like the whole Magora trial by combat thing, but a lot of other races don't do that. Like, especially the Alliance races, they're sure if they decide they want to kill Grom Hellscream, they're not going to give him a fighting chance because he might win. The I don't dude's think crazy the good with an axe. Like, the Draenei, we don't even know what their justice system is. And no. they're the ones that would have the biggest beef with him because he was directly responsible for the death of their prophet. Yeah. So, you know, if, if, if anything, they should be the ones to take care of him. That's, that's, yeah. on, that's justice right yeah. there. Worst part is, though, that these Draenei are the ones who like, aren't all battle-hardened and crazy. So they might like be all, well, life is a circle and we must learn to live with each other. You are free to go and mend your ways. And be like, oh man, in the light, go. we are one. Yeah, see, I, go. 
I don't feel like at this stage Yorel would do that. You know, like early Yorel, she totally would, but towards the end of this expansion, like she was a badass, like kicking butt. And yeah, but she's yeah. only one Exarch, dude. She's only one Exarch. She yeah. isn't the whole Council of Exarch. She doesn't get to make summary judgments. She but had. She lost, like she lost oh, yeah. her sister. She lost Velen. She lost. I mean, you would think that she would have the biggest beef. Well, I'm not saying she wouldn't. I'm not saying that Yorel would be all... I'm surprised that Yorel didn't hit him with a hammer in the back of the head while he was still doing his, we are free! <laughs> we are free! She totally should have. That would have been great if he had, so like, thrown his fist in the air. If he had thrown his fist in the air and been all like, we are free! And then there's just this giant kong noise, <laughs> and it's just her hitting him in the back, and he just, you know, the Tweety Birds, that would have been fantastic. Why didn't Ural smash his face in? Why didn't Cadgar incinerate him? Why didn't Durotan cleave him in half? It's just none of these people should accept Grom like having a dance party or whatever. (laughs) This is not okay. Durotan's like, you know, my brother died because of you. Uh, But on the other hand, you have that magnificent Pantene hair. I can't Uh. stay mad at you. That that nipple ring, did that hurt? I've always wanted to get one of those. (laughs) It was a little painful, yeah. Also, sorry about, you know, trying to wipe out your entire clan. That's no, okay, dude. What do you use for conditioner? <laughs> oh, no, I don't. I just I just air dry it. Oh, man. Uh, Someone honestly, lucked out the gene pool. Okay, anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to get a trial. I don't think... I honestly... I would like there to be a patch 6.3 that in some way wraps up some of this. Yeah. That, that would be kind of nice because we didn't get that... In, in mists, we didn't get a patch that wrapped anything up. Uh, the last patch of the game was basically you plant a tree that totally makes up for the entire place getting destroyed and currently seething with shot energies. Don't sweat it. We'll we'll plant more trees after you're gone. Please just go. Go, please, just please. leave. We're good. Just leave go right now. I mean, thanks. We we still have to figure out if we're still getting. But we had more or... seeds. No, just hand them over. We got it. We got yes. this. You you could just go. Thanks. Yes, but but is the magical water flowing downhill downstream again so that your plants are growing? Please leave now. Just go. <laughs> so I would like there to be a patch where we actually find out, you know, what the Draenei do, how how Crom actually talks his way out of this, or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he put he he, hand, he takes Gorhal, hands it over, and says, "Do what you want with me." That would actually be. That? Real honest character development. If he was straight yeah. up, you know what? You're right. I I listened to someone who I shouldn't have. I did made the wrong decisions. I did the wrong things. Judge me. I accept your judgment. And that would at least be something. Yeah. But the idea of us, you know, having to put him on trial, I don't want to see, you know, you know, twelve angry orcs. The courtroom experience. <laughs> They're all angry. I can't. You know, it's orcs. The mellowest orcs are, are the frost wolves, and they are constantly battling with an inner demon of, demon of rage, threatening to consume them. That's the; those are the friendly orcs. So yeah, I'm not down with it. Okay, next one is from I, I don't know how to pronounce this. Hagion. It's either Hagion. Yeah, it's either Hagion or Hagion, and I'm not going to. I don't like calling you Hagion because it sounds like I'm calling you Hag. I like Hagion. I'm going to go with Hagion. Hagion sounds like a you know a fantasy creature name. Yes. Yeah. 
Dear Watchers, WoW has always been a content-based game, and we are always had a reason to do what we do. Progress a storyline, meet new characters, see new places, overcome villains, etc. You consume all the story content, you get bored and log out until the next patch. In D3, the story is consumed very quickly in the campaign mode. In fact, the Diablo franchise has always been set in a story that serves more as a backdrop for the dungeon-crawling metagame of cathartically splattering bad things all over the countryside and harder and more rewarding difficulties. What do you think could make WoW as compelling to play over and over as Diablo 3? I think features like transmog and pet battles were big steps in the right direction. What else? I'd like to see a massive overhaul to combat to make it a bit more twitchy like D3. Uh, PvP might make that tough, though. So maybe they would just uh, make you know it completely separate from the PvE experience. Thanks for being awesome. Late be with you, Heijian. Uh I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think they could ever make it as compelling to play over and over again as D3 because it's not the same kind of game. No. And uh, I don't think making WoW combat twitchier is going to do it. Uh, we've seen MMOs come out with twitchier combat, and that doesn't seem to get people that much more invested, to be completely honest. I've never heard anyone say, but I have heard people say that I like the combat a lot better in X game, but I've never seen that that game and then takes off and replaces WoW or anything like that. Uh, I guess Wildstar was a little twitchy in WoW. Wildstar was pretty twitchy. Um, there were some things that I liked about Wildstar's combat. I liked the fact that like the visual effects were very clearly laid out. Like you had, you know, directional cone effects that would show you where things were going to, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of, um, I liked it because it was different. But it, man, my video card did not like it. Yeah. Um, the Secret World was kind of like a in yeah. between those two. Like the Secret World has combat rolls and you can roll out of AOEs and stuff like that. So it's, the Secret World is somewhere between WoW and Wildstar. And I liked Secret World, too, just because it was a little bit different. I like Dragon Age. It's an RPG. It's not an MMO. But I like the combat system, the tactical combat system that they have set up for that. You know, I mean, different games have different types, different elements. Diablo is very much wrapped up in... It's a demon-smashing game. That's what the game is. It's smashing demons and making them go splat. And the story, yeah, yeah, the story kind of winds around that concept. But mainly you play it because you want to get in there and wear out your mouse. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think, you know, I don't... For that matter, for me, Diablo is not that compulsively replayable. People talk about how compulsively replayable it is, but I only play Diablo a lot when my wife and I are playing together. I like playing it's, it when I feel like vending some frustration. Yeah, yeah. I was kind <laughs> of afraid of that. being... I was afraid of being the odd one out, but I find Diablo really unfulfilling as far as the gameplay. Like, it's weird because it's the recipe of things I love, just like killing a bunch of stuff and getting loot and big explosions, but I played Diablo and I'm like, there's too much of this and none of it seems to have value. It, it, I think it comes down to, I, I definitely think they improved it for Reaper of Souls. I think Reaper of Souls is a far better game than Diablo 3 was at launch. But for me, it's really only fun when I'm doing it with my wife because we we play off each other and we can do more stuff and there's more stuff to do together. And I know that they make the, the mobs harder when you're playing with more people, but having that backup person it just makes it feel like you're going into a dangerous situation with someone helping you out. With WoW, I can play WoW solo. I can do group play in WoW. I can do raids. I can do all sorts of different stuff, and I never feel like it doesn't change whether or not I enjoy the game in the way that like, it does with Diablo. And Diablo combat just doesn't feel like it has any weight. So you smash something, but everything's flying around. Everything seems kind of floaty and 
I don't know. There's something about it that I can't get into Diablo. See, I, I play I only play barbarians, and barbarians feel very weighty. So I don't know. I don't know what class you were playing. So I don't know how to, to respond to what you just but said. But that's just one way that you can make WoW compelling. And I mean that question of how do you make WoW compelling to play in yeah. and of itself. That's actually a valid question because I'll tell you right you now. Know, I I'd bring back scenarios. Yeah. I would bring back scenarios. You know what I would scenarios do? Scenarios for things. What open, open the floodgates. Let us customize things. Give I us want the box of so Lego. bad tools for players to make their own scenarios or dungeons. Just yeah. Give us. Let's do player customizable even, even scenarios. Even if it's a limited tool set. Scenarios, skirmish maps, maybe for like PvP. Let 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 arena players make their own maps. Don't don't put them in play for rated arenas because there's you know obviously that would really no, skew the like, rankings. But just for funsies, right? Starcraft has had for a long time, and Starcraft right. has lots of competitive play. Just do it for funsies, though. I think competitive Starcraft, even a lot of the maps. I think a lot of the maps they end up using in tournaments are maps that were found to be balanced and became very popular on Battle.net. And eventually get moved into a rotation that people actually play. But I mean, I've said this before, and, and I, you know, I was really excited about garrisons because I thought maybe we were going to get a little bit of this thing. Give us player housing. Just give us player housing. Give us a room. Give us a blank room. Give us access to all of the art access or art assets that you already have. All of the tables, all of the chairs, all of the paintings, all the little floral things. Give us a database of those. Let us slap them around the room however the heck we want. Make it instanced. Give it a general chat. Do it like Wildstar. People will go nuts. They will spend forever in these silly little you know what, though? spaces. The thing, the thing to do with that, though, is it's not even to just do it once. Every time you had a new expansion... Do a completely new player Switch space. Switch it up. You know, like this one. Then on this expansion, you get a toadstool farm, and on this expansion, now you have your own spaceship, and you can de- you can decorate the bridge. I don't, I'm just saying, you can have that over and over again. That's evergreen. You give us a profession. Just- give us a profession where we can build these things. Make the recipes for that profession and the ingredients for that re- profession. And I, I just want to, you know, I just want to point out that a lot of people in the Twitch chat right now are saying, "Wow's tech doesn't allow for user-generated content, or it's too old." It does because the developers can make these things. They if do the this developers already. can make an environment, they can make the tools for other people to make an environment. I mean, if, come on! It's I mean, there. Blizzard people just... love customization. People love being able to build their own stuff. And it all goes back to, like I said, it goes back to that kid with, with like, the bucket of Legos. They will I mean, sit there and go nuts with them for hours just and to there are, themselves. I think there are pictures and at least some limited footage, at least saw it years ago, of Blizzard using a lot of their tools that they used to decorate the landscape. And they literally, in a lot of, at least at the time, they would drag and drop doodads and just yeah. place them how they wanted. I mean, it was a tool where they just took individual pieces and just put them on the landscape. Let us play. Just let us play. It just it continually surprises me that they give us these tools like Transmog or like the Barbershop or like all this. You know, they give us these tools that will allow us to customize our characters and stuff. But rather than letting us indulge in that creative aspect of the game, they put a chokehold on it and they restrict it. You know, why would things, you want to hold back the creativity of your player base? What's 
one of the things that sense in I that? think they should steal, like honestly, this, I thought they should steal this for years, and this is from Fable, the original Fable. Yeah. Is you could find hairstyles and tattoos like out in the world. You could buy uh. them from certain vendors. Yeah. You could just find them on monsters. You could find them in basements. Like there was, <laughs> there was a creepy basement where you actually found a beard. I mean, and that's one of the things you can do with player housing. Like, you, you go find like, a chair you like. Go yeah, out in the world and find your favorite sofa. You can do that, but you could also do that with the customization we already have. Yeah. Like, we do that with Transmog. That's all Transmog is, is go out in the world and find that we feature. We do it with a jukebox. You have to go out and kill mobs to get the music scrolls to fill your jukebox up. Why shouldn't the, the barbershop be the same way? Like, imagine if there, was, like, there were custom eye colors that you could only get, like, especially for races like, you know, Blood Elves and, and Night Elves that have an eye glow. You could find custom eye colors for your glows. You could find custom hairstyles, maybe even custom, like, you know, custom And the thing is, is, like, this isn't just, you know, it's not just, like, a compelling thing for people. It's, it's something for people to dink around and do while they're waiting in queues to do other things. Yeah. It's also something for solo players to do. When they don't really have anything else to do, they can go ahead and, you know, deck out their little fortress or whatever they want to build. That kind of thing. And the thing with letting players do things, like, for example, make scenarios. Um, if players can do this and there's a system for, you know, finding good ones and rating them and stuff like that, suddenly WoW never has a content drought again. Yeah. Here's the thing, too, suddenly, about that. there's an infinite amount of great stuff that players are making for the company. Yeah. If you're, if you're going to tell me that, that WoW can't do it because it's too old or its tech is too old, City of Heroes was doing this in 2008. <laughs> it was a long um, time ago. City of Heroes, I know City of Heroes is defunct now, but it didn't go defunct because people weren't playing it. It went defunct because its host company decided to close it for no reason. And they admitted that they did not have a financial stake in closing it. They just didn't want to have it out there anymore. Yeah. So it's possible to do this. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm leery of... Uh, just from because I used to play, I used to play Neverwinter Nights, and I used to play with the Neverwinter Nights tool set. So I know people abuse those kind of things. I know they make like dungeons where you can just level your character to max level, boom. But Blizzard would just have to make it so you couldn't do that. You know, I you, think a good way to do it. I mean, this is just me having not put any thought into game development of this whatsoever. It's just a dude talking. I think it would be cool if the dungeons or scenarios or whatever they make themselves didn't give rewards. You got cosmetic or fun rewards for rating the what you just played. Yeah. If you give, you know, if you liked it, didn't like it, whatever, play it through, give it a rating, vote on it. You get rewarded with a toy or, you know, consumable fun stuff like party grenades, whatever. Yeah. Not party grenades. Those things are terrible. It's <laughs> an example because you could run out of them. But it's one of those things where, you know, and we still have people in the chat channel saying it's not WoW's business model. Well, apparently maybe WoW's it should business be. model is not releasing content for six It shifts. Their <laughs> business model shifts all the time. What they want to do with the game shifts all the time. They didn't Obviously, use to sell is, mounts. This is, a, this is a constantly evolving game. This game looks nothing like it did back in 2000, what, 2004? Yep. Yeah, it looks nothing like it. Here's a list of some things that you could never have done back when the game came out. You couldn't buy a pet or a mount from the store because that didn't exist, and neither did those pets and mounts. You couldn't buy tra cosmetic transmog gear. That also didn't exist because you transmog. Couldn't fly. You couldn't fly. 
There's wow changes a lot. Its business model is whatever will make get people to, you know, that you can buy game time and sell it to other players via the auction house. That hadn't that wasn't Blizzard's game model in you know, business model for like you know nine ten years. No LFR, no looking, no dungeon grouping system. No, I mean, it 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 bears so little resemblance to what it was in two thousand four. Yeah, some of the quests are the same. Some of them. Not many of them. Cataclysm kind of did a number on everything from vanilla. So, yeah, switch it up. Why not switch it up? Keep it fresh. Keep people engaged in it. And if, there if are ways I were to, to give a much simpler answer to this, like what would make WoW compelling again for me or keep me playing, is just stop limiting small group content. Like stop not making that content. Give me scenarios. Give me dungeons, whatever. I care about those more than anything else in the game, but I do other things that I don't enjoy as much because they don't make the content I enjoy. There have been no new dungeons in the last two, maybe three expansions? Two? Yeah, it's weird that th- this expansion in particular, when they came out with Mythic Dungeons, and Mythic Dungeons are interesting, and I've actually poked my head into a couple of them, and they're actually even kind of fun. They're, they're a little hard. But and the thing that not, really like, gets me... Is it Mr. Pandaria? When people were complaining about the lack of new dungeons, I think they like was it Dave Kosak or maybe another developer specifically said, "Yeah, we get it. We're not going to have. We're you know we're going to try to avoid that problem in the next expansion." They didn't avoid it. They did the same thing. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I really don't know why. I think part of the problem really was that the the combination one two punch of removing currency and then removing scenarios. It kind of made dungeons really feel completely missable and time walking is good because it gives us a reason to do dungeons again except they're not the right dungeons yeah you know, i mean not that I, I like time walking and i could go on about why i like time walking for quite some time and i think it's an idea they should expand it's it is something that makes it is a step towards that compelling evergreen content you want because time walking is a lot of fun uh the reason but here's the thing the reason time walking is fun is because time walking allows you to do something wow has never allowed you to do before it allows you to wear every bloody piece of gear you ever collected <laughs> yeah, including all those legendaries that you got back some that were good and some you just got for status they're useful again because everything scales and that means you know I went into a time walking dungeon the other day with set bonuses from a a, 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 a warlord set, set a Mr. Pandaria set and a Wrath of the Lich King set on the two pieces yeah. from three different sets because Man. one of the sets yeah one of the sets had boots in it, so I could actually get away with this. And that's the kind of thing you can do in time walking. Those trinkets, I had the ridiculously imba trinket from from uh, Cataclysm and the ridiculously imba trinket from Wrath of Lich King had them both on. Uh, Shadowmorn in my in my main hand, uh, Girthalak in my offhand. Halfway through, I decided this isn't fun enough, and I switched to Warglaves. <laughs> you can do all this. Warglaves are like. The Wrath Dungeons are at eye level 160. Warglaves are eye level 156, so it's only a four-level drop. So it's like, okay, whatever. But they're my so wife, amazing. My wife got to use her uh, her legendary bow. <gasps> She's She just got that thing after years. Wow. She finally just got it, and she got to use it. That's, to me, that is a game, a metagame that we've never had in, War, in, in Warcraft before, and we have not really talked about how amazing it is. It is. It opens up your entire transmog collection to being useful again, and it means you want to start collecting pieces of gear for their stats. 
and not just their looks. Because now, hey, that tiny A-bomb in a jar you have, throw it on. It's good again. The, 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 oh, the one that's really the, the big one from uh, ICC, the one that transforms you into various Northrend creatures. Yeah. That trinket, it's, it's amazing. Uh, your legendary cloak, your legendary cloak is worth having on because it, it works just fine. I, that thing was going off constantly. I was just I was doing the jitterbug again. You know, it's exactly, you know, that is the kind of thing, that's the kind of thinking they need to, to not make every so often on a weekend, sometimes, maybe. I'm genuinely upset because the two weekends out of the, like, the entire year, the two weekends I do anything were the two time-walking weekends. Yeah. There were people over at my house on the, for the first one. I was in Michigan for the second one. I have to wait how long till they come around again? Next month. Two weeks. Uh, two weeks is, at I least. think the next one is just Drainer Dungeons. Well, I can do Drainer Dungeons. That's nothing. Yeah. I have to wait at least a month for an actual time rocking event to come back around. Yeah. It, it, it's time walking shouldn't be something that's just on the weekends. I've already said this a hundred times, but it absolutely shouldn't be something that's just on the weekends. And it shouldn't be something that's just irregularly on weekends and you have to kind of hope it shows up. No, this is something that should be exp- it, I'm not saying that they have to roll it out immediately perfect because you know that it's a new thing. They're rolling it out. They're testing it. They tested it before, but they're still testing out how it affects gameplay. I get all that. But they should be working very hard to roll this out so that you can do it during the week so people can who don't play on weekends can do it. Because I know a lot of people who just cannot play on weekends. They have, you know, they have family. They have, you know, they have to do stuff on the weekends for, with, their, with the people that they love and their families. And some of them work. I, have, I know people who work on weekends. And yep. all those people don't get to do time walking. I know it works on Fridays and Mondays, but still, you know, Friday, if you're, if you're going to be busy on the weekend, a lot of times you're busy Friday. And Monday is the first day of work for a lot of people. Yep. It just ends up, it, this should be something that is available all week. If you want to have a time walking event, have it be this week and let people actually get to do it. Because it is, it is so new to WoW. Think about for years, for years we've been saying, man, can we get a system to upgrade my legendary so I can still use it? And they're like, we don't want legendaries to be something that you hold on to forever. And now there's a there's a place where you can go and use your legendary again. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's I know it's it's I've actually run it I've run time walking dungeons on a character who doesn't have any legendaries as well, and you still do okay DPS, but man, it's just it's this needs to be expanded. It needs to do more. Yeah, uh, so we should probably get to our top news stories this week because we don't have a whole lot of time left to do it. That's true. Um, So let's see. The first problem we should probably talk about, we just talked about. Uh, But we should probably at least mention that with time walking, they just improved one thing. Uh, When they originally did it with the the, uh, Burning Crusade dungeons, all you got out of it was a a fate seal um, for the new raid for Hellfire uh, Citadel. Mm -hmm. For the this weekend, you also get if you do the five time walking dungeons, you also get a cache of normal Hellfire Citadel loot. So which, I missed out on a cache of Hellfire Citadel loot. Yes, that's what. I, so I didn't just miss out on time walking; I missed out on the loot. Yes, <laughs> amazing. I'm sorry, so sorry, Alex. But it's it is a much bigger incentive to do. Yeah. These dungeons, because you know that's like you know, getting I mean, a that's nice. definitely more interesting than a token. Yeah, getting a seal is nice, but getting a guaranteed drop is really nice. Even if it is, 
it, it, as it was in one case for me, it was a cloak and not a cloak I particularly wanted. But you know, it's still something. It's still pretty nice. So there, there's that. Um, I'm gonna ask either of you guys: Do we know yet what the, that Hearthstone announcement is? Do we? Do we have we heard yet? No, it's. I mean, based on their teasers, it's probably something to do with the Argent tournament. Uh, a lot of people are saying expansion. I'm being the eternal cynic, saying it might just be a tournament, like an actual tournament. Yeah, I mean that would make sense to, to have your Argent, your Hearthstone tournament be Argent tournament themed. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a lot more signs that point to an expansion or adventure pack, something related to the Argent tournament. Um, it's completely reasonable to believe expansion. The I'm only reason I'm saying cautious. expansion and have been saying expansion is the same reason that everybody else has been saying expansion. The last time they sent out any kind of like physical piece of yeah. mail to news places like that, it was to announce goblins versus gnomes. Or well, it was it was to hint at the release of Goblins vs. Gnomes, which was then announced at BlizzCon. Was it BlizzCon? I believe so. Yes, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, an- another angle to it that I'm kind of interested in is I've seen a lot of people talking about the potential of building a tournament feature into the game, like ha- building brackets and handling the whole tournament within the game itself, rather than any external tools. Which would Isn't also that- be cool. That Isn't that kind of like what they've they've said that you know tavern brawl is a first step towards that? I have no idea. <laughs> I, thought, I thought they had announced that. I mean, tavern but, brawl is it's kind of a very different wacky thing. You know, it's just yeah. well, regular matchmaking, but with different rules. See, my wife plays Hearthstone. I don't. I know mm-hmm. absolutely nothing about it. I, I'm first to admit this. For me, Hearthstone, I played it for a week, thought this is going to be really great for a lot of people, and never played it again. It just yeah, it doesn't. Well, well, for context, for example, two weeks ago, the Tavern Brawl event was... Uh, was, was it the it, Monkees? No, it was like the Summoners event. Oh, yeah, that's so right. So it was... For you, when you cast a spell, you would summon a minion of the equal mana cost as the spell. So you could build a deck of zero minions in all spells, and whenever you cast a spell, you would get a minion. So Which that's is kind ridiculous of and cool. It's just different wacky rules every week. Okay. Uh, and uh, I don't. We, we are talking about the, the the last thing I listed here, or are we yeah, not talking go about? Ahead. It? Yeah. Okay. I think Anne should announce it because Anne was the the moderator and host and put a lot of it together. So. So if you support us over on Patreon, you might want to go check the Patreon page because uh, we just launched our new lore podcast. It's called Lore Watch. First episode is me and Rossi, of course, and then we also pulled in Joe Perez and talked a heck of a lot about the Burning Legion and the Twisting Nether. It's like a full hour of us just... I don't know how to describe it. It's watching our brains scramble. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> it's like an audio... It's an audio recording of what we used to do late night in the newsroom when we were just kicking around lore theories and seeing what worked insane. and what didn't work. Yeah. yeah. Now... Now you get to experience the, the reason that Matt Lowe doesn't want to be in, in chat with us anymore. For those of you who are not currently supporting us on Patreon, we will be releasing Lorewatch next week to the public. It's just the Patreon subscribers get it a week early. Um, and then uh, we're doing it. It's every other week. We're going to be doing it every other week. So, Yeah, and, and again, for clarity, it's uh, everybody will get it eventually, but our Patreon supporters get it a week early. And, I mean... A, a dollar a month gets you this thing a week early. So if that's what you can do, that's great. You get the podcast. If you can't do anything, you get it later. Yep. yep. 
You still get it. Patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. There is no live version for people that are asking in the chat channel. It is a pre-recorded show because it's just us geeking out about lore with no distractions. Nothing but our heads and the crazy stuff that's in them. We we just put those three in a room and see what falls out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so basically that is the show for this week. Uh, I'd like to thank both Alex and Adam and Ann for being here. Alex and Adam. Oh my god, now I'm calling... Uh, now Anne is Adam. Thanks. Literally, everybody has been somebody else tonight. <laughs> Anne has now been Adam. I have been Alex. Alex has been me. I don't know what's going on anymore. That's the well, show. Thanks I'm for hosting recover. us, Mike. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Uh, I'm sorry. I should have called you Matt with one T. <laughs> anyway, that's the show this week. You should probably mention Patreon again, just so people know. Patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. It supports everything we do. I already did this. (laughs) Yeah, um, Patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. The community supports our podcast, our site, and everything. Um, If you want to get the Patreon perks, or if you just want to support us, head over there. There's cool stuff. Thanks. Goodbye. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Uh, Have a good night. Bye, everybody.